Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This feast of the Nativity of the Theotokos is the first major feast of the ecclesiastical year. So this is basically, if you have paid attention, what ends the ecclesiastical year is the Dormition of the Theotokos. What begins the ecclesiastical year is the Nativity of the Theotokos. The church puts before us uh, and, I'll say, soaks our life from beginning to end with feasts. Uh, Feasts that we may not think about celebrating if it was just up to us, but the church puts before us uh, particularly feasts uh, of the Mother of God, John the Baptist, but of course, uh, most importantly, of our Lord. Doing vigil, what we've just done with an all-night vigil. We're technically doing an all-night vigil. We'd add at least the first hour and maybe a little things here or there, but this is the traditional Russian Orthodox practice to do a vigil before a great feast. Uh, It's also, if there's other feasts that were local to veneration, say if we were in Moscow and the feast day of uh, Matrona of Moscow comes up, and there's special devotion or at the temple where her relics are, you would have an all-night vigil in honor of that saint. The practice of keeping vigil is something that goes very ancient in the church. And when you read the fathers, one of the things that they talk about often, especially in the particular struggle to uproot particular sins, one of the things that you'll see that they recommend is to keep vigil. Now, on one level, that means keep vigil as in one's cell or at one's home, that you, this is a very ancient practice to get up in the middle of the night uh, and to say some prayers. You can go back to sleep, but you get up, you keep vigil, then you go back to sleep. Uh, This is especially because we're wired now, literally wired, right? We get electronic light, which has messed with our ways of sleeping. Historically, a lot of people got up in the middle of the night uh, because they went to bed when the sun went down. So winter, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, you get some work done, especially because it's not really hot outside, and then you go back to sleep, and then you wake up again when the sun comes up. So just a very different world. Uh, But the church, in giving us the, I'll say command, the example, the shaping of our mind, because the church wants to shape our heart, our mind, our imagination, to aid us to gather into ourselves the mind of Christ. The, I'll say the $20 Greek word here is phronema, to develop our phronema. That means our mind, and that we are to develop an ecclesiastical mind, the mind of the church, the mind of Christ. And what better way than to spend two hours on a Wednesday evening immersed in scripture, hymnody, the prayers of the church, standing, uh, making the sign of the cross, bowing, smelling the incense, eating some uh, bread soaked in wine that's been blessed, uh, being blessed with holy oil that is fragrant. We have all of these aspects that the church wants to shape us. Vigil particularly helps us to enter into uh, and I'll say, ascend beyond just the mundane. 
keeping vigil, especially two hours, this is very, I'll just say countercultural. I don't really like that word because it gets thrown around so much. Everything is countercultural, even drinking Coca-Cola is countercultural, you know. But what you get two hours, and this is actually cut, this could be longer, <laughs> uh, goes against every pragmatic utilitarian impulse, of, especially of Americans, right? We're like, oh, the birth of the mother of God. Let's get together, maybe we'll sing a hymn, we'll say, great, maybe somebody will give a talk, then we're done. Well, we don't do that. <laughs> we'll spend two hours talking about it, looking at it from every different angle. The part of the vigil aspect, the, the aesthetical aspect of all of this is literally somewhat just the sacrifice of our time. To be able to, when something's important, what do you do? If it's somebody's birthday, what do you do? You sacrifice your evening, you sacrifice the money maybe to go out, or you make a nice meal, you set the table, you sing songs, you do all sorts of stuff. You give gifts. Well, the church expects, calls us to do the same for important uh, commemorations within the life of the church. There's also a training in our vision. We constantly soak things in, but to stand for two hours and to soak in, and I know it's not easy, right? It is a constant struggle. It's a struggle for me. So it's got to be a struggle for you too, because we're humans, right? We're sitting here, our mind floats away. Oh, that bill is due tomorrow. Oh, this thing. Or why did I say that thing earlier today? Or, oh, that, you know, your mind just goes everywhere. But part of the praxis, the practice of a vigil is to constantly draw your mind back into your heart, and especially in the words of St. Theopon the Recluse, to have your mind sit within the words of what's being said. I think the choir did an excellent job tonight, uh, especially being a very, I could hear the words very crisp this evening in many of the hymns, to be able to sit and think about the mother of God as the ark, the mother of God, as the ladder, the mother of God, as the gate that will not be entered again, the mother of God as wisdom who sets the table, right, from the Old Testament readings. This, of course, then, the, one of the main ways also is that we are taught how to read and interpret scripture, because we swim for two hours in hymnody that is soaked in biblical allegory and images and shows us how to interpret scripture. How to not just interpret it, because I think we get hung up on interpretation like, I got the interpretation of Isaiah 6. I've got the interpretation of Proverbs, choose a chapter, choose a verse, right? I, I've got it. Well, there isn't really a interpretation. There are interpretations. And I don't mean interpretations as in like, have a free-for-all, y'all. Do whatever you want. But trained to be able to draw out from the images, the narrative, the different stories, the meanings from the basic understanding of what we know God to be in flesh in Jesus Christ. So that we see the Virgin Mary in the ladder that Jacob saw. That we see the Theotokos in a prophecy about Ezekiel and a temple. That we see the ark that holds within it the manna and the tablets. And did you hear Aaron's rod? But Aaron's rod is also the Theotokos. So all of these layers that are given to us to teach us how 
to see, how to think, and especially all of this, how to actually rejoice. Because I think this is one of our great challenges, to actually rejoice in all these things. You heard over and over again, what's the hymn do you say? Rejoice, rejoice, dance. Uh, sing. sing, thank you. This is all the language of Psalms, but it's also telling us to rejoice in this. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, so there's a little teaser for tomorrow morning for the sermon that is, uh, and yet, uh, I'll say, forming itself. <laughs> so, uh, blessed feast, glory to Jesus Christ. Glory, glory to God. God.